Hello, I'm Sam Candy from Candy Consulting and welcome to Sustain Talks. Today I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, Carol Fergus, Global Travel Meetings and Ground Transportation at Fidelity International. And we're going to have a conversation about diversity and inclusion. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hi, hi, Sam. Lovely to, to be on, the, on, on your um, video today and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, oh, it's an honour for me um, for you to have this conversation with me. So I really appreciate it. Now, I know you very, very well, but I know I've got lots of new viewers to um, my videos. Um, so why don't you tell them a little bit more about your role um, and your job in travel, but also in diversity and inclusion? Right, so I am um, a director at Fidelity and as you said, I'm responsible for all travel events and ground transportation. Um, and I basically do everything that's travel related for Fidelity. So my stakeholders are obviously the travelers. Um, I work with uh, a number of travel management companies. I'm responsible for negotiating all the deals that we have in place, managing the, the global hotel program. And basically, as I said, everything that's travel related. Been in the industry for a very, very long time. And, um, but my passion now in the same way that travel has been my passion is diversity and inclusion. Absolutely think it's the, the um, area of concentration for all of us, especially having gone through the pandemic and now looking for new talent and new opportunities within the industry. And I think now more than ever, diversity and inclusion in terms of supporting minority groups in all representations is something that we should all be doing. And uh, uh, for me, it's, um, I've been given an amazing platform through uh, GBTA, TAMS, the Business Travel um, Association, and having been given that platform and that voice, I want to make sure that I'm heard. Yeah, um, and uh, an important message as well. Um, so is, is, this is probably one of the more difficult uh, interviews for me because I don't know what it's like so you know I really want to understand for you um, being a black woman in business what is that like for you and you know what experiences have have you had? I think you know for a very long time um, a lot of people would say that I've been privileged because I have been able to take my journey work my way up the ladder and now have um, a really good role global role for um, a large organization and so people looking at me would think, well, you know, you don't have a problem, you've done very well. But to be fair, you know, having seen what's happened in the last 18 months, especially um, with George Floyd, you know, raising our heads and bringing the whole awareness about, you know, um, how people are treated in all minority groups, I felt that for me, I took a kind of step back and thought, you know, I've made my way up the ladder, but what's that journey actually been like? And I have had some bumps along the, the way. And when I walk into a room, I not only have to think woman, but I also have to think black woman. And I have to get myself in a frame of mind that says, I'm here because I'm the best person to do this job. Yeah. I really have to think about that 
and get myself composed and ready to deal with what's in front of me. So yes, there has been, you know, it, it is different for me, but I think because I come across as being loud and proud, people think, you know, it's, it's easy. It's never easy. Every day you have to think, okay, what's the challenge gonna be for me being not only a woman, but a black woman in, in an industry where it is relatively competitive as well. Yeah. Have you, has there ever been any situations that you can think of and, you know, you don't have to name any names, but any experiences where you felt that you haven't been heard or somebody has, um, you know, you, you just haven't been positioned right? Well, I've had a, a couple of roles where I've walked away and felt, has this been because of the colour of my skin or has mm. this been because I'm, I'm female? And in one instance, I would say it, I found it quite difficult to believe that it was I, that I was female because the actual my manager at the time was also female. So I would imagine that that they would have gone through the same difficulties in reaching the position that they're in and would have been supportive. But I felt at the time that I was held back. It wasn't a very inclusive environment. And as a result, it made me feel very inferior and unable to do the job, which I've now proved I can do. So I think a lot of the time, it's your surroundings, it's the people that you're working with, and it's their own unconscious bias that either yeah. makes or breaks you as an individual. And in, in one situation, it actually broke me. Um, and, but, you know, they, you know, they, they, I felt that I had to overcome that and I had to be the bigger and stronger person. And as a result, I'm here where I am today because I've taken that attitude, but not everyone is like me. No. And I think it's important for people to recognize that. Yeah. Um, has there been a time, I mean, obviously that's your business life um, and, you know, to delve deeper, what about um, your home and your personal life? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, even today, when I go jogging most days, um, quite early in the morning, and I imagine that a lot of females that go jogging, they think about their, you know, where they're going to run to, how far they're going to run, and also the safety aspects of it, depending on the time of day, and the number of people around. I never wear a hoodie when I go running. And the reason why I don't wear a hoodie is because I'm a black woman, and I have fear that I will be stopped early in the morning and questioned why I'm out at that time of the morning, even though it's obvious that I'm just jogging. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, it, it, just to make a statement, it has happened to other black women. So I put myself in a position where I almost make myself invisible. So I would never wear a hoodie. I also have my phone ready on video so that if I am stopped, I'm able to video the conversation and make sure that I am protecting myself and that I can keep safe and at least give a true reflection of the conversation that I may or may not have. I'm sure there's a number of people that are not black that don't even think about that. I do that every single day. Yeah, uh, me, I, I, I would never think of that. The, the only thing I think about is, hey, can I run to the end of the road? But, you know, my safety. So when you talk about that, I can't even imagine what that is like for a person to have to think of that or to have to have your phone on you because of the complete different reason not to phone somebody to protect you 
but to be sure that you're, you know, proving of your presence and what is going on. And, and even the car I drive, I was stopped in the middle of the night on my way home from an event. And because I was driving a rather nice, nice car, I was stopped. I was, I, the actual first thing that was said was, this is a very nice car. Where are you coming from? Does it, do you own this car? And the implication was that, well, either that I was, I'd stolen the car or I was a lady of the night, which, you know, I kept very, very calm. I answered the questions, but it was so obvious that they couldn't believe that a black woman would be driving the car that I was driving out at that time of night. And it was not only intimidating for me, um, it was actually quite embarrassing, but I just felt in this world, you just have to take it on the chin, keep calm. I always say to people, if you're in that situation, keep calm because the moment you start raising your voice, acting in a way that they believe is aggressive, then it gives it gives the opportunity to take you down a road that you really don't want to go down. Yeah, I, again, I just, you know, I can't imagine even having to deal with that and have that conversation um you know being pulled over and somebody actually looking at you in that way and uh, and that's like that's probably is that quite recent that yeah absolutely quite recent that's yeah it's it is hard and actually you know what I want to get across is and uh, my authenticity of this is that I don't get it and I don't understand. Um, so when you're like for you in your company and in your networking groups and um, when you speak to people, what is your approach to having these kind of discussions, the difficult topics, um, race, religion, politics, sexual orientation? How do you approach that? Well, I think that you need to be very honest, very open and very authentic. You know, I was once told that, you know, we all have a story to tell. And that's very true. You know, people come from different walks of life, different things have happened for them. And as a result of that, that will determine their perception of life, of people and the way that they treat their whole network, their surroundings, what they're used to, how they've been grow how they've been brought up, etc. Their social circuit circles will determine their thinking and how they see people um, and how they treat people. I always say, you know, close your eyes and forget about the fact that this person is black, white, able, disabled, just think about the intent, you know, the motivation. What is it that this person wants to tell me or speak to me about, you know, how can I work with them? And if you have the right motivation and the right intent, it shouldn't matter whether you, you know, whether you're a black person, whether you're a white person, whether you're disabled, it's about a conversation. We're having a conversation. What is it about? What's your intentions? And how can I support you and you support me? As long as we all start feeling that way and acting that way, a lot of the issues that we see today will go away. It, you know, um, it, it is so important. I mean, if we look at the football and what's happened in the last couple of, of days, you know, we ask ourselves, why did we even get there? Why do we have to be in a place where such, you know, ignorance is, is a, you know, is in our faces? Why do we even have to get there? But it's still there. And that's why I think until people start being a lot more accepting and a lot more understanding 
and be and able to have these conversations and be open and not worry about being uncomfortable we're never never going to move on and in the travel industry i just think you know instead of asking the question around you know well i'm frightened to say you know i feel uncomfortable just talk to people, come and talk to me, anybody, just have those conversations, be open. You know, Sam, you know, Sam, you and I have known each other for a very long time. And the reason why we are such close friends is because we have from day one been very open, very yeah. honest, and very frank, you know, and we've never once looked at each other as a black woman and a white woman. Of course, we know that I'm black and you're white, but that's not what our friendship is about. Yeah. It's about motivation. It's about, you know, who we are as individuals and we got to know each other. And as a result of that, we are really, really good friends. That can happen, you know, you're not my sister, you're not a relative, but, you know, we are like sisters because over time we've just got to know each other. And that's all we're asking, you know, be aware of your surroundings, be aware that there are differences. Some people will be loud and proud like myself. Some people will be a lot more introvert and not have a lot to say, but that's fine because that's what makes up, makes a big community and a good community. But it's recognizing those differences and being accepting of that and being able to work with that. And that is what will bring us together. And that's the important thing. If someone treats you bad, they're a bad person. It's not because they're black or they're white. They are a bad individual. If someone treats you well, that's because they're a good person, regardless of the color of their skin. And we're there to support each other and make this world a place that we all want to, be li to live in together in harmony. And it's, it's, you know, people ask me, what can I do? Talk, be open, yeah. be frank, be honest, and be prepared to look around you and take in what's happening around you and get involved, widen your network, educate and understand the different cultures because that's that's what's gonna make you have the learning and the understanding. Yeah, it's honestly, I, I mean, I've always been a woman that supports and lifts other women. And I think that that is also important. I think that's why we had such a good relationship from, from the start, from, you know, when we met, from being nervous about going on stage and, you know, things like that. And I've, I've always thought it's really important to, no matter who it is, whether they're, you know, really junior or really senior in their career, to give them guidance and help and support and mentor, you know, mentorship is so important um just going back to you know your role in your company and um for other people that are out there that would like to get involved in their companies um to do more um with dni what kind of things can you do to become a more equal employer well i think that you know a lot of companies in, in my company in particular there's lots of groups that you can join you know so there's social mobility there's culture you know the culture group there's lots of groups that you can join and that as a first step a gives you an opportunity to meet people that you wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to speak to because either they're not in your business area, your group, your surroundings. And by doing so and joining these groups, you will then meet a, a wide variety of individuals that you can get to know, learn and um, learn from and together share. So that for me is the first step. The second thing is that um, in terms of the management, managers have to be a lot more open. They have to be a lot more, um, you need to be able to, 
to um, interact and liaise with senior management. It shouldn't be a them and us, because the moment you create that environment, you then start intimidating people, and then you create a them and us environment all the way through to the very bottom. And it's those people that you're trying to represent that you need to get to know and understand You know what it is that they want from you to make things better for them. What are their hurts? What are their cries? What are their difficulties? You know, what changes would they like to see um, made? And I know that a lot of companies are doing a lot of these, um, you know, what I call pour your heart out um, panels and discussions. But a lot of people from minority group are fed up of that. They're tired yeah. of that. What they want is to see action. And yeah. there'll be no action if the top layer are not meeting the bottom layer, understanding what's required, then putting that into, into practice and making it happen and not be a talking shop. You know, there's lots of things that we can do. There's apprentice schemes, you know, supporting people from minority group, making sure that, you know, um, that, that the LBGTQ com community is being supported, especially, you know, in the travel industry. What are we doing for them? The, the disabled people, when we look at our hotels, our accommodation, when they go through the airports, you know, when they get on the plane, how easy are we making it for these people? What things and tools are we putting in place? Do we understand their cry? If there is an event, are we thinking about just the able-bodied people attending that event? Or are we also making sure that there are things that for people that are disabled, they have the same experience as seamless as possible, you know, that there's proper access, you know, and if they change the criteria, make sure that those people are told and that they are supported and looked after. I just think every time we do stuff, you peel back the layer and you ask those questions. When we do a panel um, um, and we talk about any subject, we should fit, make sure that we have total representation across the board. You know, and I know on some subjects, you will be, if it's something that's specific to women, you probably have a panel of all women, as long as you make that clear. But if it's a broad subject, make sure that there's total representation. Yeah. If you're doing any type of event, make sure that there's total representation. Never make anyone feel that this is not for me. Yeah. I feel I am included. I can go to this. I don't feel intimidated. You know, I, I can attend that event. I can go into that hotel. I can go through the, the airport and I know I'm included. I am welcome. I've been represented. So yeah. that for me is start looking around you and saying, are we representing everybody across the DNI strands? Yeah. Do you think? Um, I mean, it's become really popular over the last few years. I've noticed um, more job titles um, under DNI. Do you think that you've seen much change in the last two years? Definitely, there's a lot of roles being created in that space. There's a lot of discussion. There's a lot of panels. There is a lot of information out there if you want to educate yourself and learn. What I don't feel I'm seeing is enough action. No. So, you know, I, I could become a DNI guru just reading all the stuff that's out there, looking yeah. at the out there looking at all the different models that, that people are creating um, for use. But are we actually doing anything with that stuff? No. Yeah. 
Um, and until we start seeing some action, you know, and still until we start seeing more representation if in the minority groups, more females in leading positions, more black people in leading positions, more pe um, uh, people of disabilities in leading, leading positions that have a say. Because remember, if you have that representation, this thing about it's uncomfortable to have the conversation will go away because yeah. it becomes the norm. We normalize it. We have representation across the board. These people have a voice, they're a platform, they're visible, they can see. And as a result of that, people will feel very comfortable because they'll go, oh yeah, I can see Carol, she's on the board. I can yeah. see such and such, she's on the board. I can see so-and-so, he's on the board. And it then becomes normal behavior. And until we start doing that, it will always be, I'm really frightened to have that conversation. I really don't know what to say. Uh, what changes shall we make? Shall we have another panel of black people pouring their heart out? Shall we have another panel of um, people from LBGTQ pouring their heart out? That has to change. Yeah. Bring everyone in and then it will make it a lot easier. Do you think that um, then people aren't being given um, the opportunity or do you think that we're not training people from the you know, from the beginning, and we're not pulling those people out, you know, there's very much in the, um, you know, in level another group that um, uh, I founded that you're part of, um, where we talk about, you know, uh, a woman may not put herself forward for a role, because she hasn't got that experience. Do you think we need to go further back and, and train people to step out? And I think, I think it's, as I said, I think it's, it's a lot to do with top down, taking it to middle management. And then I believe in a lot of organizations, when it comes to middle management, it's, it's, um, it's, it's interpretation, it's their interpretation of what's been told. And then, you know, it's like Chinese whispers, by the time yeah. it gets to the last person, it's a completely different story. Yeah. So I feel that we almost need to break everything up and make sure that those people at the bottom feel that they are getting the same, um, opportunity to move up the ladder as people that are middle layer and at the top and if you know I feel that the a lot of senior organizations have really senior management have really good intentions and they talk about you know wanting to make change they talk about you know they bring in these people with DNI um, titles they give them the authority to go out and make a difference but sometimes it, it doesn't go as far as it needs to be. And I don't, I don't know whether the individuals that have that role feel they can only take it so far. And then as a result, we almost get this barrier where we've got lots of information, we've got lots of things on the internet site, there's lots of activity, but then when you talk to the people that you're meant to be representing, they go, well, I don't feel that anything's changed for me. You know, I feel that there's lots of talk, but I still feel that exactly the same as I felt a year ago. I don't know what it is that we need to do to break down that wall and make sure that people think, yeah, I can, I, I feel like I can go in that room now. I think it's maybe more mentorship, you know, to, it, because sometimes it's not that somebody can't do something, it's that they don't have the courage to yeah. put themselves forward. So, you know, if you've got somebody behind you saying, look, don't worry that you don't feel you can do it now. I'll help and guide you along the way. I think that in, in all circumstances um, needs to, I think we need to think a lot more of mentorship 
in companies. When somebody joins a company, they should be mentored from the get-go, from some that can guide them into their next position. And well, I think you're absolutely right, because I think, you know, in, in my, you know, people will know me in the travel industry and I'm quite visible, but I wasn't always that person. You know, I was, I was the person that sat at the back of the room, wrote everything down and aspired to be those people that were sitting on the panel. But there's certain people in the industry that I have to thank for um, being who I am today and where I am today, because they gave, they were my sponsors mm -hmm. and they gave me the visibility and the, the opportunities to be seen and also to be heard. So I think you're absolutely right, Sam, mm -hmm. because if it wasn't for them, I probably would, I'd probably still be that person at the back of the room, you know, with yeah. my you definitely should be in the front of the room, that's yeah, for sure. Exactly. So I just think that you're absolutely right. And I think if everybody in the travel industry who are now in a senior position and have had, they've got lots of experience, have been around for a long time, um, decide to take on board an individual from a minority group that and represent them and be their sponsor, and then get them out of them their shells like people did for me, then you're right. We will see a lot more people sitting on panels in more senior roles, et cetera, et cetera. So I think probably that's probably the starting point for us to say to everyone, you know, that is experienced, has been in the industry, go out and bring somebody in who you can be a sponsor for, make them visible, get them out at the events, tell them the, you know, the different events that they should be attending, get them to join all the various societies and associations, get them talking on panels and support them and train and educate them and bring them out of them, them, themselves so that they, like me, end up being loud and proud. I don't know if that's a good thing. But... <laughs> it is, because then you get to educate people. And I think that's, you know, that's also important is, learning and understanding and you know you educate me on on topics that I don't know about and I'm sure I do on you with you and the other way around and, um you know uh, but I I think we don't often sort of I put myself out there I always say and I'll say it here now if anyone out there feels that they want to reach out to me that they want to um they want some advice or something send me a private message on LinkedIn I never turn people away I've always got time to help people I I enjoy being able to help someone and guide them and give them time people often say to me oh I'm really surprised you've you've responded and and given me your time it you know what's in it for you it makes me feel good to help that person so you know and I know as you said that you're the same um just um coming to the end now um but like what's that final message from you if you know what what can people do now what what can they do to I think DNI has gone a long way and, you know, at least people are talking about it. It's a really important subject and I know that it's, it's in the minds of lots of people in the industry and, and it, you know, we have to say and put our hands together and clap when we recognise that so many people that I've spoken to say the same thing. What can I do? How can I help? And, you know, that for me is the starting point. If it's, if you have that mindset and you genuinely want to help, then, you know, as we said earlier, start looking out there and recognizing that there are people, regardless of color, um, ability, disability, that will want support. 
drag those people out, you know, get them on the dance floor dancing. Don't let them be on the sidelines what, um, um, looking in. Get them on the dance floor dancing and be their sponsor. You know, make sure that you're inviting them to things that will help them in their career, will expose them to people that they wouldn't naturally or normally get the ability to meet because that's an education and learning in itself. They'll be able to learn from those people. They'll be exposed to different people. And somewhere along the line, there'll be that golden nugget that will allow them to progress and develop. So for me, the message is, if we all really hold our heads up, look around and just pull just that one person that we all say, this year, I'm going to find that one person that I'm going to be a sponsor for. I'm going to be their ally. I'm going to help them along their way. And I'm going to take them on a journey that will give them the, the support, the voice and the platform that they're looking for. Then we've all done something. Or you yeah. need one. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm looking for my person. I've lots, but um, I, I think that's brilliant. Carol, I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to have this conversation with you. Um, I was nervous uh, to have this conversation because I don't understand it. And, you know, I've learned so much today and I'm sure that everyone that's uh, watching this will, will learn so much. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate you and have a lovely rest of the day. Thank you so much, uh, Sam. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation and I hope that my words resonates with those people that listen to your video. And as I said, if there's anyone out there looking for someone to sponsor them, contact me on LinkedIn, you know, I'll be there. Lovely. Thank you.